WWE does in fact stand for WWE. Now you're all gonna cry about it, right? You wanna punish people for actually liking professional wrestling? So I'm gonna invoke my privilege. Let me introduce the solutions. I am going to break your mystique. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yowie wowie! All right. Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. It's a WWE podcast hosted by a conflicting set of principles. My name is Liam McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. What's up, dude? What's up? How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, there was an outpouring of support for this week's of TV, <laughs> and I'm curious to see if you agree at all. Here we go. Even though I think I know the answer. Oh my God. There's an outpouring of support for TV this week? I watched most of Raw. Out An outpouring. Like Ooh. articles saying like reasons why this was a... Well, I mean, they're saying the best Raw of 2019, which isn't a high standard, first of all. No, it's not. But um, but yeah, it was it was very well received. Raw, right. Raw in particular, SmackDown has been fairly palatable for a while now because yeah. it's shorter. Yeah. But uh, well, people love Raw. Yeah, well, that's what makes SmackDown better to begin with. Uh, so let's right. get, let's just dive right into this because, I mean, you read the notes that I made? I did. They're in front of me. Yeah, I don't know if you could tell right out the gate with the first one, but I was certainly feeling vindicated for the 24-7 title. What, what did you think about that on Raw, that whole thing? Um, I mean, I think my opinion of it stands. I think I, think I understand people who don't like this form of... Um, I don't want to say wrestling, but the sports entertainment form yeah. that I think some people are going to hate it or love it. Really yeah. love the opening segment. I liked how it felt different. It wasn't like a promo parade. It, uh, you know, that video package very clearly articulated that this is meant to be. T- oh. and um, say that again. It's meant to be what you cut out. Taken, taken, not seriously. You know, yeah. that video package was very, you know, um, corny intent. You know, that was yeah. the point of it. It leaned into the. It's an interesting choice opening. It was an interesting choice opening the show with it. I thought it. Initially, I was like, oh, this is, like, refreshing, and then it, the segment was what it was. I mean, I think it was fairly inoffensive that it didn't last that long. Yeah, but it's how you start Raw. Like, I was, I tuned into Raw thinking, okay, WWE, clean slate, really knock my socks off with a sick opening that intrigues me for your show. So, through that lens, you can imagine I was disappointed. Yeah, well, I, uh, my only issue with Raw was the structure of how things happen. As a whole, I enjoyed it, but I have an issue with the order of things. The yeah. main event angle in the first segment. Wait, a main event angle? What? The the main event angle. So, not the main event, the, the angle that closed the show. I call that the main event angle. So, the angle that closed the show with Roman and all that all that happening. I would have opened up Raw with that. Oh, I misunderstood you. Okay. I thought you were and saying they should have closed with the 24-7 titles. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because I think that the Brock stuff happening and the... But what we did wind up closing kind of took away from each other. We'll get into it. But um, that was oh, my yeah. main issues with the show with structure. All right. Well, the 24-7 title thing, I don't know. I, I Right out the gate, Drake Maverick uh, goes for the roll-up and R-Truth kicks out. And I'm like, oh, that already makes this the longest 24-7 title match of all time. Right? Yeah. Basically. Yes. It was one of the rare times they had an announced match for it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know why it wasn't called a lumberjack match. You know, some I mean that stuff we could just I mean that's just details yeah. that they they don't even have the. Ah, uh, you keep cutting you out. Know. You cut out when you said answer. Really? Yeah. I don't know why this keeps happening all like of a sudden. Every, I have like once a minute it just goes like right as you're saying something and cuts what out for is, a second. How is it now? I mean, it's good, but it, it's happened a couple times now. 
I only spoke up I the don't first know time. Why, I don't know why this is happening lately. It, it, I've, I've been... We, we, I don't know. I recorded, we recorded while I've been... I, I'll be at this job for a year next if, week. If it happens again, I'll... Hopefully it won't happen yeah. again. I don't know. Um, I guess the only other option would be talking on speakerphone, which I'm trying to avoid. So, well, yeah. uh, all right. We'll evaluate it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I... I I don't know, man. I hated that they started roll this way. Oh, okay. Let's move on to the... Mar- what did you think about the whole thing that happened with Maria? Because I... What did you think about it? Um, I... I mean... Uh, oh God. I don't want to say I liked it. Um, I don't think I necessarily disliked it. Um, really? I think that Maria is... I understand why Paul Heyman is high on her and wants to put her in the spotlight. And Mike. And I think that... It, them getting TV time is a big deal. You can argue that Mike is looking like an idiot. That's the character that he's playing. Um, I mean, I, you he, know, we, we've had we've had this conversation before, and, and I, he definitely is perceived as an idiot. But that's the role that they have for him. Um, yeah, well, he's which not a, he's they're not, both excelling at what what they're meant to do. Well, he's not an idiot. He's just like I don't. I mean, it's I don't like know. emasculating, and you know, oh, she's yeah, dominating super, and yeah, cuckolding, exactly. and that's he's, like the whole. Yeah, you know, cuckold. I think it's very yeah, jarring. He's, he's a cuckold. It's jarring. You know, I mean, I I like that Paul Heyman said. You know, I'm I have a little more creative freedom. I've always liked uh, Maria, which I agree. I think you know, wrestling wise, she's nothing special, but she's been a great character. She's a good promo. Mike is an all around very good hand, even though Ty Dillinger or Sean Spears hates that comment. If you, that's a little AEW reference. What the good hand? Um, yeah, well, that's the whole story with him and Cody and well, yeah. why he hit him with a chair. Yeah. Well, yeah, good hand implies that you know nothing special. Like just you can yes. you can put him in anything, but he's never going to be the star of the show. And so that's why you which could I see which I think is, is yeah. Which oh, oh, I mean, of course, yeah. I'm just saying with Mike, I think that's fair. You know, he, he I'm glad that he's getting the TV time that he's always deserved. Is this what I think I would have done for him? No, of course not. No, of I mean, I think not. that him and Maria could have just been. He could just be a mid card guy with Maria as his valet. Yeah, you know. So it is interesting that this is what they've thought of. Uh, with that being said, um, what? it was weird. The whole pregnant thing is weird, and the Braun Strowman stuff was actually. I had more problem with his character than them two. Them two is like whatever. It is what it is. It, it's not getting that much TV time. They're getting on the show, yeah. but the whole Braun Strowman segment was very almost uh, off putting to me. Does he like pregnant women? Was he getting horny? Huh. I don't. Know. I don't know. Uh, like yeah, that, it's a good. That guy. Grr, I wasn't even thinking grr, about that. And he got all like, I don't know. That was just weird to me. Well, and he's like a main event guy, or should be. So that's what I have a problem with with this. Yeah, no, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be involved with them at all. Uh, yeah. But see, from Paul Heyman, I, this just isn't what I want from Paul Heyman. Like the the risque thing. This isn't okay. the way to go with that. Maria literally is the story is that she's leveraging the safety of her child against her title reign. She's daring people to do something against her. And so that's supposed to lead to like a long title reign or whatever, but it's like, why, you know, that makes her the most unfit mother to be ever, I guess is my problem with it. And that is the story. Um, yeah. But the story is also that because she knows that she's pregnant, no one is, is a sociopath and is going to attack her. Well, I guess is, so, is she shoot you know, pregnant or work pregnant? First of all, um, I believe that she's real pregnant because she missed a show and then she put a tweet up about how she had complications and she was actually in the hospital last week. Well, that could be part of the storyline. Well, it's not though because they didn't talk about it on TV. Like she missed Raw, oh. she wasn't on Raw. I didn't really notice it, and then she did this whole like tweet about it had nothing to do with story. It was just hospital. She's been having you know she had a stomach thing and yeah, it wasn't about like storyline. It was just that you know yeah. explaining her absence, I guess. 
Because it, cause it helps me a lot if she's not really pregnant, I guess I'm, is what I'm getting at. Like, if it's going to be revealed that she wasn't pregnant, like somebody's going to pin her and she's going to try to shame them and they're going to reveal that she wasn't pregnant or, I don't know, something. I mean, I am intrigued to see how they get the title off her because, obviously, I do think she's pregnant and I think because she's pregnant, she knows that no one will... You know, she even said it a few times. Oh, you're going to hit a pregnant woman? Well, yeah. You know, like, she knows that they're not, so I don't think she's putting the baby in danger. Well, she doesn't know. In storyline, she doesn't know that they're not. She's she's gamble, She's taking the gamble that they wouldn't, is I what mean, I'm saying. I mean, you have to be like, I mean, a baby face wouldn't do that. And, like, a heel. No, of course. I mean, you know, I, mean it, I don't think, I don't know. Well, do you think it's a, that. It's a gamble. I mean, if it's a real life situation, it's a gamble, obviously. But Yeah, of course. You know, I think that she's going off the strength that they won't. Do you think Unless it, a woman does it. Do you think it was done to. But even if a woman does it, if she's pregnant, then yes, that's not right. cool. Do that's you think point. that it was done to write the title off TV temporarily? Because even that, I'm like, okay, whatever. No, because apparently the USA Network is the one that pushed this idea. And I actually believe that now that it opened the show. Really? That com- that combined with the fact that YouTube view wise and metrics, it has been getting, for whatever reason, the highest views of all the of all the uh, the segments on Raw. You're talking about the 24 seven thing. Yeah, like yeah. various segments have been, particularly with Art Truth and Jake Maverick. I've told you this a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know that. Um, but so uh, I don't think it's going to write it off. Uh, but maybe she could be like taking a nap, and someone comes in with a referee, and it's like similar to how uh, I think yeah. Art Truth pinned Jinder Mahal in the airplane, maybe that kind of thing even still <laughs> i mean it could be that but even still and the thing is with mike and maria they're they're like a couple act so i mean that's why i think maybe she's not really pregnant and this is a way to like get get uh drake maverick and his wife and maybe our truth and carmel like get involved in like a mixed tag thing well they basically had a mixed tag match this past week on raw that's uh, what that was no i know but i guess i mean one in which one of the women is impregnant i guess like i'm saying with mike and maria Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, possible. Because otherwise, like, you know, why put them in the title picture? You've already got, like, a mixed couple feuding over the thing. But, so anyway. Oh, by the way, so is Drake Maverick's wife just a wrestler and not really his wife? Because... No. That was a quick transition. She's really his wife and she's really a wrestler. She was in the first May Young Classic. Okay, so she was. She already worked for the company. Uh, yes, the first Mae Young Classic, I think she was eliminated in, like, the first round. Because I'm thinking, just for the casual viewer, it seems like a quick transition. She's, like, just, I did just think a, that ba- too. a barely on-air, you know, wife to Drake Maverick for a few weeks, and then suddenly she's just an in-ring competitor on Raw. It's like, whoa, that's kind of quick. Yeah, I would have explained that, you know, I think they, it, there's a chance that they did, I think, once. But, yeah, they should have probably explained that she's... Yeah. A real life wrestler. Yeah, whatever. But they, but I found it interesting that they actually didn't let her get physical because I think she, I mean, her they obviously Triple H obviously scattered her and put her in the tournament, yeah. so she's at least she's at least passable in the ring. And I watched her match; it was what it was, what it was. It was she, fine. She has ring gear, so I mean, well, you right, might yeah. as well at that. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't. You yeah, that well. was weird to me that that they didn't let um. I don't she know if they're going to do something like down the line. Clothes or something just to ease the transition, and then she's not physical, so maybe people are like, oh, okay, she's not really a wrestler. And then you slowly kind of get there. Or you have no one know that she's a wrestler, and then you have her, like, be, you know, kind of start taking Carmella down, and that's kind of like, the, like, oh, whoa, who knew? Yeah. And, like, we knew, but, like, you know, yeah. the audience didn't. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely loopholes. Um, you know, and my other issue with the 24-7 championship, because um, I, I am largely... I don't even think a fan is the word. I, I've, I've liked the work that R-Truth and Drake Maverick have done to get it over. Because uh, I do think it's safe to say that it's over. 
Um, but what I don't appreciate about it is that people like EC3, you know, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Vince is like kind of throwing them a bone by giving them quote unquote TV time. But they, you know, EC3 in particular deserves to be yeah. doing something else. Yeah. So that's something, my issue. With something it. bigger. Undeniable. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, he's the kind that of, I agree with. He's Bobby Roode. Like these are the kind of people yeah. that should be nowhere near. They definitely shouldn't be running around like idiots backstage trying to win this stupid title. Yes, that I've always been. I yeah, agree with that. I know. Um, all right. So, what did you think about uh, the ricochet? The, I mean, you saw what I wrote down. Like, why the fuck do they keep doing this? They keep teasing new opponent. I, they don't realize that. Oh, and we're gonna get to. By the way, there's somebody tweeted the number of times all the SummerSlam matches have taken place. So we will get to that. But what is their obsess? You know, their infatuation with booking matches so many times and like not realizing that people get tired of them. Um, I mean, I don't think, okay, well, I mean, I see what you mean and it's, you're correct, but I don't think people are sick of AJ Styles and Ricochet, first of all. Not sick of it, but just, it's a a big match on the, you know, supposedly second biggest show of the year and you're teasing these different opponents, you're building this match, you know, you're building this matchup. By the end of it, it's like, gee, Andrade, another heel or the guy AJ has been feuding with, gee, I wonder who's going to win. Like, what's the point by that point? What's the point of this gauntlet match? Could have just given him contendership. Would have been well, better. It puts, well, it puts Ricochet over that he earned the opportunity. So instead of saying, you know, why would he just deserve one? He's now earned it. Um, I don't think he should have been the last person in the gauntlet because that's not very babyface like. Yeah. If he was like earlier, yeah, that would have made more sense. Exactly. To me. He didn't even do anything to earn it. That's the problem so with him earning it. That that I thought. I'm like, you know, if they're, if I I knew he would. I knew that they were going to have a win because Ricochet was penciled in for the the DX segment last week. I think I said right. that on the show. Yeah, you said that. So I knew that they were, which I'm is a shame because that really would have, I think, to the viewers tuning uh, in, I think would have really. Um, I think he's better off. Because yeah, it, it was mean, corny when Seth did it, it would have been corny when he did it, in my opinion. Well, I don't know if they would have ha- had him do the same exact thing. But my point is that when you have viewers tuning in, the, the ratings were, were higher, who don't know the, the newer stars and they're tuning in for the older stars, it still puts him in a position like, wow, okay, WWE clears see something in the sky. Right. So from that perspective, it, it would have been nice. You could have um, him wrestle Mysterio a little bit if he showed up a little earlier in the match. like. Yeah, well, uh, you know. I mean, you, we, we still have that match. I don't know if Vince wants to Ugh. give it to us or realizes if that's a big deal because it is How can um not but yeah you're right there's a rumor there's a rumor of and i don't think it's going to make the card given how many matches we have already but there was a rumor after the show went off the air because mysterio did a backstage interview and um there's a rumor of andrade versus ray in a mask versus hair match yeah based on what happened with andrade and ray i kind of yeah. got that impression which they showed a lot of his face that was actually pretty I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He unmasked. Yeah, of course they're gonna have a match. The match was good. I mean, that gauntlet was. was I enjoyed the like the story. I think a I lot know, happened, but it's pointless. Um, it got us to where we all knew we were gonna be anyway. Like they've been feuding for the past couple weeks. There was no way AJ was gonna suddenly start feuding with someone else just because they won a match. Like I, I, that's what that's my problem with it. Like just have a content, just have a one on one contendership match. Cesaro versus Ricochet. Whoever versus Ricochet. Ricochet wins. That's that's the problem with it, I guess. It's like, you know, you're right. It is a good match. It is cool. It is cool to see all these guys interacting. But the you know, it's on just stupid grounds. Like we we it's it's a means to an ends that anyone can see coming. That's my problem. Um, with that being said, I think the I think I, I refuse to call them the OC. I think the club um, or just better yet, Gallows and Anderson, I think that's fine. Um, will be involved in a match at SummerSlam, and I think that will make it as 
an actual one-on-one match, which is a selling point for me, which is what I thought of after the show went off the air. I said, oh, okay, they're going to justify Gallus and Anderson not being at ringside for AJ and Ricochet because of their involvement in another match, and we'll get a, an actual one-on-one match because the Stumping Grounds match was obviously tainted because of Gallus and Anderson's interference. Right. So right. that was something I did think of. Like, okay, maybe it'll be like a real, you know, no bullshit match. I guess. Which is which is a newer element to it, at least. I guess. Um, so let's <clears throat> talk about the OC. What did you think when they won the tag titles? Uh, I naturally spoiled it for myself. I realized that the WWE app was updated, and I was like, oh, look, they finally updated the WWE app. I've been wanting this forever. And then I'm on, like, you know, the WWE Network. I don't know if you've seen how the network is redesigned now, but they have it by Superstar. So if you like go on the superstars tab, it not only has like the stats like it's always had, but it has like the relevant videos. Yeah. Um, but at the top of the superstars tab, it has all the champions in WWE. Oh. And then I'm, you know, scrolling down the list and I'm like, huh, Gallows Anderson won Raw Tag Team Championships last week. <laughs> and then as I'm watching Raw, I, I, I realized that the match was announced. I said, ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the match was great. I think that they, the, all of them looked really good. I'm glad they got time. Um, I, I feel bad for the revival. Um, because I really thought they were going to have a sustained run with the championships. Um, and I thought they were going to have to turn Viking Raiders. Not that we know what they are, really. They, they were kind of being heelish, but, you know, and, and, and the heel beatdowns. You and I had this conversation with Braun Strowman last week. Um, I think Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman aren't exactly comparable in terms of their overness with the fans. Well, no, they're but both I, monster I figured, forces in their division. Yes, and I had figured that Viking Raiders would eventually be the one to dethrone the revival down the road. Um, ah. So, I mean, I, it's funny because I'm really. Sh- I, I, what I think is happening is that all the people who are threatening to leave for AEW are getting thrown a bone by, you know, accept your contract and, and we'll put you on TV for X amount of months. Right. That but- happened with the revival. They were with Shane McMahon for a while. And now it's happening with Gallows and Anderson, right? But as a byproduct of that, look at the look at the story arc of Gallows and Anderson. Uh, their time in the WWE, they came in. Well, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just hot. saying I think that's what's happening. They're with AJ Styles. They were pretty hot. That dissipated. They've been nothing ever since. Like absolute total garbage jobbers. And suddenly they're they're back with AJ, and suddenly they're winning the tag titles. Like I, you know, they were. I don't know. To me, that's just like that. Is that a bone? Why would you want that? You were jobbers for years, and now suddenly you're not jobbers. Like that sucks. From a storytelling perspective, I mean. No, I agree. Yeah, like, like I said, I'm not saying it makes sense, but I mean, obviously they they don't mind, you know, and the characters and the real life people playing the roles. Well, yeah, now um, they're getting paid suddenly, and they're they're not losers suddenly, but. And there's the whole, you know, and I don't know why, but SmackDown was rewritten at the last minute this week because the announced match was. Uh, the club versus the new day and both teams have all the gold. Um, yeah. And there's also another team in WWE who has all the gold. Do you know who it is? Oh no, they don't have all the gold yet, but I think they will soon. Who undisputed Era? Yes. Yeah. So I don't bet. think that's going to go anywhere, but I mean, it's a thing. Could yeah, be a thing. It's a thing. Um, so yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I, I was like, okay, that, you know, it sucks for revival. Storytelling wasn't great, but the match was great. I have to say, I enjoyed the match. I bet you did. <laughs> and the revival weren't pinned. Yeah. Okay. So small victories. But I maybe guess. the Usos were getting um, punished for their like fifty-fifty UI. Oh, so there's that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't good. Mean, no. Well, good. Case, I totally but... didn't even make that connection, but that definitely has to be related. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is get you know get a DUI, you get a championship match. Yeah. Well, lose your title. Get a DUI, lose your titles. Keep that in mind, Gals and Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
so what did you think about uh, whatever the hell happened with the women's title? <laughs> I forget. I don't care. Um, I think if they executed what they tried to do differently, it would have paid off a lot better than what they did it with. So I don't agree with what did they the moment of bliss. Sorry, I saw it, but I just... So they had a moment of bliss, and that's the part that was unnecessary. They had Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss host a moment of bliss with no guests. Um, and they just said, oh, we have exclusive footage to show you. The footage was of, right. which I really right, like right. this part, actually. This part is what I like from a storytelling perspective. You have Fit Finley, who, you know, behind the scenes, not really in storyline, but he has been on WWE TV um, as, like, an agent, um, teaching Natalia how to reverse the disarmor. Right, and the implication is that Fit Finley is close to Becky because they're both Irish. Well, right, that whole thing. Yeah, I don't really think Becky needed to say, oh, you're a traitor. That was kind of a lot. But Natalia training makes her seem like a smart wrestler to want to learn how, how to has do Natalia that you've been in the wwe she's been there for a while but she's yeah. never fa- i don't i don't think she's faced you know she's 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 training for the match and her wrestler her opponent does this one move that everyone taps out of very quickly the one thing that the lazy evans feud put over was a disarmor I mean, th- th- that move's been over for a while, but I meant Lacey Evans always tapped very quickly. Right. So Natalia is now training for ways to get out of it. I mean, yeah, she's a veteran wrestler, but, you know, I don't know. I like yeah. I like that part. I just yeah, don't like okay. how they how they did it. I think it would have been cool if they were like, you know, this happened earlier today. That's it. Yeah. And then Becky Lynch cut a good promo. Um, and I like Natalia's interview with, like, a whole different person. I mean, not that she's, she didn't light the world on fire, but it wasn't that, like robotic voice it was like natural short sweet i don't know where that's been her whole career seriously (laughs) um good she's rising to the occasion at least yeah um you know i still wish there was a different women's championship match yeah of course um and then the whole like tease of a submissions match and then but i'm not going to do that because she's not going to accept it i mean it's it's going to have to be a submissions match now you can't say that and not do it right probably yeah yeah yeah, definitely no definitely yeah you're absolutely that i'm excited about too the sharpshooter versus the disarmor it adds like another you know something to it i guess I, that's what they're i like trying, this that's better than how the smackdown do, women's title is my is, problem is, being with built. It, is what they're trying to do is make it intriguing because it inherently isn't you know that's why i'm resistant to it um but, but yeah so the smackdown women's title my question coming out of tv because i saw a little bit of smackdown are they going to roll alexa bliss into this and make it a three-way uh i think you have to right it would, it would make no sense not to. I mean, what I would have done is I would have had... I mean, poor Alexa Bliss never was able to get her match against Trish Stratus because of her concussion. Yeah, honestly... I don't know if, don't know if you watched her, her special on the network a few months ago. I did not, but... But she was really upset that that match got taken away from her in, like, real life. I mean, as you obviously would be. Yeah. Honestly, that is a better match than Charlotte versus Trish Stratus, in my opinion. Like, a like a more appealing matchup. Because Trish Stratus and Alexa Bliss are, like, parallels. Like... You know, Alexa is what Trish was at one time. Charlotte is not any, you know, she's, they're just not related at all. Like, I can't, there's no... Charlotte was a better competitor from the start. Exactly. Trish kind of wasn't. And a, yeah. and, a totally, no, and a totally different kind of competitor. That's what, you know, like wrestling styles, I, I just, I don't see what makes this appealing, just inherently. Yeah. Wouldn't I mean, you? maybe they were afraid of people bitching that if Charlotte got put in the triple threat match, it'd be like the same thing as last SummerSlam, basically. But I still would rather it. Yeah, well, no, I, I wouldn't you rather have that. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and you have the whole story with Bliss and Stratus being not only the things that we agree on that it makes more sense, but that it was already booked last year. 
And now yeah. that's like, you know, now we're actually doing it. And like, there's only two weeks of build for this match. I knew it was happening. I think I told you last week it broke on Ryan Satin broke the news. Yeah, yeah, we um, talked about it last week. But there's only two weeks for a, a, a build for this match. It's very weird. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But it's just weird how they only left two weeks to 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 one week the for way story, to, really. The way to set this up, as we said last week, would have been to have them interact on the Raw Union. Raw Reunion. Yeah, right. and she talked about it on her promo. I don't know if you actually watched the segment. I, I saw it, yeah. You know, she said she was on vacation, um, which was true she i posted on her instagram but uh um yeah i i mean yeah it's a good addition to the card but i totally would have done charlotte in the in the smackdown women's title match and alexa bliss against trish yeah um yeah i mean i definitely would have done alexa bliss versus trish uh what was i gonna say what did you think about setting it up in the king's court and the way they did it well, I thought it was really dumb when it was announced until, and I still, I don't, I don't think this totally makes it okay. But then when I found out it was from, um, where the fuck is he from? Um, uh, Memphis. Thank you. When it was from Memphis, I was like, okay, at least, at there's least that there's that. Action. Yeah. That's but, it. But that's it. <laughs> but did they not, I didn't see the whole segment. I saw highlights. Did they not, did Charlotte not, did they not address that Charlotte is the queen and King is the king and Charlotte's a heel and there's a throne they right there? They did address that. Okay, good. Well, at they least did that address happened. that. Yeah, that was how Charlotte opened up the whole thing. Okay, well, good. So, at, yeah. least, at least, yeah. No, that the segment happened. played. The segment played well. Trish was a little shaky on the mic. Uh, Charlotte was very good. Um, Charlotte said, "Go get back in, in your minivan and change diapers. Uh-huh. Get She's out of my right. ring." She's right. That's uh, a, that's a, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was very. It was. That's it hit a, a little too close to home. That's another thing is. Trish, you got no business saying to be the woman, you got to beat the woman. Like, yeah. you're, you're not the woman. You're not the woman anymore. You you know, you were the woman 10 to 15 years ago. You are not the woman now. So that that does not apply here. Yeah. So I am um, I am curious. This is the first singles match she's had. She's been involved in the Rumble and then in that tag match at Evolution. Um, and she looked fine. But I am curious to see how she does in like a singles one-on-one match. Charlotte has a lot of work ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely. capable of, of pulling out a, a decent match out of her. but uh, well, we'll find out. Yeah, so it's intriguing. From I don't know if that's the best perspective from it to be intriguing from, but I'm intrigued nonetheless. Right, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's it could be intriguing, or, I guess, for me. Um, Seth Rollins, this whole thing mm. that we alluded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I think, so the wild card rule is like not really a thing anymore, but there's still they're still sharing talent in convenient ways that sometimes work, sometimes don't. For example, Dolph Ziggler was the device or superstar used in both the Finn Balor and Fiend feud and the Brock and Seth feud. Right. Um, (laughs) I guess it worked in both cases, but it's just weird. So there's that. Um, They had the match obviously. And uh, you know, it was what it was. They're, they're good wrestlers. So it was fine. And then Brock's music hit. I wasn't expecting Brock. So that was something. Yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, I thought this was, I, I really enjoyed the way it was executed. You did. But Brock, but Brock has always been good at this kind of thing. Um, yeah. I thought Seth Rollins sold it really well. I mean, some of it was a little like, you know, the whole coughing, uh, Wade Keller loved it. I thought that kind of got a little, uh, community theater for me. A little over the top, um, yeah. But what I really liked about it was it, from before the ambulance stuff, I was like, all right, you know, they want to add heat to the feud. I get it. But the ambulance stuff on, I really liked that whole thing. I like how Brock was in the front. I like how we have five them on that. Um, you know, they're trying their best to make this an exciting feud. And, you know, I'm, 
I wish there was another main event at SummerSlam, but this did make me more excited to watch the match. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean... It wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, but Brock... Well, no, you know, We have not. our complaints about Brock, but he always hit, nails it with these segments. Yeah, no, he's awesome. You know? He's awesome. He, he, Yeah, totally. I just, you know, again, you're, you're having to work to make a match intriguing <laughs> when you just... Yeah. yeah. Um, but, anyway... Um, what else? Are we well, wait, about? no, oh, something else, something else about that though. Um, so I did like it, but, uh, did you, did you notice the crowd reaction during this? No, what? They were chanting one more time. Oh, against Seth. Wow. Yeah. So they're, uh, it's getting to the point where Roman, I think is getting a more favorable reaction than Seth, which wow. is like Ooh. so meta and so ironic after yeah. all this. Um, Dude, Seth has to be a real jackass for that to be true. You know, it's definitely in yeah. part, I think, I mean, I don't know, you might disagree, but it's that his character has been kind of uh, stale lately, but it's also, I think, in part because what of what he's saying. saying. What he's saying online. No, I, yeah. I, I absolutely think I would be very ignorant if I didn't agree with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, who knows, you know, the percentage of it. Uh, and the Michael stuff is very strange, and the reference to Goldberg, do you think Vince McMahon, because he did it again on SmackDown, do you think Vince is like really upset with Goldberg for blowing that main event in Saudi Arabia, and this is his way of like burying him on TV now? Did that thought ever cross your mind, or have you noticed the, the reference to Goldberg a lot? I think they've definitely. I think it's just it's uh, an attempt to just get the public perception to be that it that that match and everything people didn't like about it was entirely Goldberg's fault and not Undertaker's fault. So I think that's why there are these little comments here and there, like with the. <laughs> What they said on Raw. I mean, honestly, it's fucked up because Vince McMahon put Goldberg and Undertaker in that in that situation. They had a dog shit match because the circumstances were dog shit, and that's one hundred percent Vince McMahon's fault. It's not either of their faults, in my opinion. So yeah, I do, and yeah, I, th- I think he's a fucking jerk because of that. Like you know, it's his fault. He'll never take accountability, but it's, be- it's Vince McMahon is the hundred percent of the reason why that match sucked. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, other people think that Goldberg's gonna like come back at SummerSlam or something. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it because he. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If I were him, I because this is. I would just never not want anything to do with his company. But just like Taker, I can imagine him wanting to get the thought out of people's minds. So I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up at SummerSlam. But again, you should just book him in a match with somebody and have a sick match. You know. Yeah. No. If absolutely. you're gonna do that, but maybe he will. You're right. Uh. What did you think about the the? I mean, I know you said they should have started with how it ended. Well, we're, do you agree with that? Did you find an issue with the fact that the Brock thing oh, and definitely. this thing were back to back? Didn't it kind of like take away from them both? Definitely, I thought the yeah. when the Brock Lesnar thing was happening, I was like, "Oh, this must be the end." And then this I other thought that would have been a great like, ending. Yeah, it would have. And the other shit was weird. And what? Why are? The, what are they doing with Cedric Alexander? Why do they think this is helping? Because. He keeps losing. Like, they keep... You know what I mean? He keeps trying to help Roman and not helping. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so people... I mean, the the perception is... I mean, or what, what I've read um, in reviews and Twitter stuff is that um, Cedric, was, Cedric was put over. Cedric, which... I mean, not to be a dick, but the whole... You know, the main spot where he jumped off of the stage... I mean, he didn't really even jump. He kind of... Did he notice the way he just kind of, like, fell? Yeah, he just fell. Yeah. For some, but for someone who's so like, you know, aerial, that's his thing. I was kind of surprised that didn't look as good as it could have. Did you think that at all? Kind of looked sloppy to me. Like it took away from totally the high spot that. that he just. 
Okay, cool. Because I, I totally kind of feel like, that. I mean, I'm usually the, the, the optimist here. And I was, uh, I mean, I, I thought that for what we got, things happened and it was kind of chaotic. And, you know, I don't think it should have closed the show, but. No, it was definitely, yeah, I don't know. it was unimpressive to watch. Like for, for somebody, I thought that exact same thing. For somebody whose thing is that he's aerial and he does like cool moves to just jump off of something kind of high is like, wow, that's underwhelming. Yeah, so that I mean, maybe do like a like a senton or something cool. Yeah. I don't know something cool, um, <laughs> something cool. So yeah, so no, I, yeah, I don't know what they're playing for Cedric. Is I mean, he had the one match with Drew, um, but he did beat him. Don't forget, and then the second match never had a finish. So I mean, there is that. I guess he, he hasn't really been losing. I mean, he hasn't been on TV to lose. He had the you know, it's been random why he's here, and there's no reason for it. Well, he came um, out in the mask and lost, and then they did the reveal that it was him that happened. Yeah. And then there was a match the next week where he won, and then there was a match last week where, you know, Drew McIntyre just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and then um, on Raw, he didn't, Roman, didn't they lose the match? Uh, what? What match? Was there not a, oh, never mind, I, I don't know, I, I just... No, it was supposed to be, and that's another thing I liked, is after, so you had, you had Becky, like, kind of seemingly concerned about Seth, but not, like, going in the ambulance with him. Did you see that? That was weird. Yeah, that was She's weird. just, like, standing at a far... Why and, wouldn't she which go I, Which ambulance? I guess... There's, I mean, she, this isn't storyline, but I guess as a joke, she knows that there's a stink on him, and she's like, "You're on your own, dude." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, but, but I liked how then Roman and then not have her go in. Sorry. Yeah, and Roman and Roman was like, you know, there for him, and then I liked how Joe came and attacked him. Why the right. club got involved, I don't know, but right. I did like how that all kind of intersected. Yeah, and then okay. Joe and then Joe came out and he was like, "I'm not doing this fucking stupid talking segment," basically, which was a very babyface move for him to do. I want to fight. So oh, the way it came about, I liked. I don't know why the club was involved. Um, the Usos obviously will always make sense with Roman. And so is this an eight-man tag match for SummerSlam? Wade thinks that this is setting oh, up Dallas and Anderson versus Usos, McIntyre and Cedric, and Roman and Joe. And there is no way that they're, they're, they're gonna, that's all happening. I think it's going to be one big match. I mean, well, let's talk about the way SmackDown left off then. Because how does that oh, yes. set up? that yeah it's a good point uh well there's so there's 10 matches on the card already so just to keep that in mind as, as we're because that's we're getting up to the threshold that they usually are at right. um so yeah so smackdown they announced roman's going to announce his SummerSlam opponent um so i guess that does take away the notion of there being a big a multi-man match um and then this was like this could have been awesome really by the way i don't know no it could have been but he didn't sell it what was that um, Caleb Braxton's acting was horrendous. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that totally took me out of it. Horrible. And then like he doesn't even look hurt. Yeah. Well, like, that what was, was that? That, that was, was so weird. That well, the the that oh my god, that thing with the EMTs was just like awkward like extra, extras in wwe they always have this thing where they're like let's they want to do what they're supposed to do but they do it too much just because the camera keeps lingering on them and they're like well i guess that means we have to keep trying and it just was so awkward in this case when roman's like nah guys i'm fine and then they're like uh i guess we keep trying and he's like no i'm fine it's like uh, yeah and then and then so so they were selling that Somebody attacked. Somebody tried to attack Roman, but is such a buffoon that they failed. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I already don't want to see the match between Roman and whoever tried to attack him because yeah. Um, and and I mean, and if it's going to be someone involved in the closing of Raw, then that's kind of anticlimactic. 
What do you mean? Oh, one of the guys. Oh, if it was Samoa. Yeah, like if, it if was, it's McIntyre or or you if know, it the was Club Samoa Joe, Joe, dude. If it was Samoa Joe, man, can you imagine? Um, you're saying you wouldn't like that, right? Are you fucking kidding? Tried to attack Roman and didn't didn't effectively do it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't <laughs> okay. like that. I'm of just course. making sure. I would hate uh, that. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, people are thinking that like it could be Buddy Murphy. I don't know where the fuck See, that came from. I was from. thinking, or somebody online said that, and my response was that would be cool, but it would have if, if that was the case, it would have been cooler to just have Roman challenge him or have him confront Roman. Like the idea, the fact that they were teasing all night that Roman's gonna announce the SummerSlam opponent actually had me intrigued. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, that's different. I like it because it's different. So the fact that it was just leading to a stupid fucking cliffhanger angle was like, ah, I should have fucking known. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. It were was you intrigued very by that when they were saying, they kept saying he's going to announce his SummerSlam opponents? Like, oh, that's that's different, but um, okay. I, I mean, not it. really, because I just thought Joe was going to come out, to be honest. I didn't really expect him to introduce a new person so oh close God. to SummerSlam, personally. What? Didn't, didn't they wrestle on Raw and Roman beat him last week? Samoa Joe? They did, but then the fact that they did the whole Samoan Summit told me that I guess they wanted the feud to continue. So then I just thought that Joe would then... And then, you know, we saw how Raw ended, and then... So I just assumed that... Oh. I'm not saying that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's of course just kind not. of what I lead... I, I, I assume would... Uh, Imagine yeah, Joe was just know. cool. Like, they just let him both get the reactions they're going to get, and Joe could just be who he is and be cool and just fucking own this feud and be Roman at SummerSlam. Then I would be behind this match, but under no other circumstances could I ever get behind these two fighting. Like, it's not, it's just another match that has happened countless times. You know? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I agree. So let's talk about the SummerSlam card, okay? Yeah, okay. Okay, so, uh, Real quick, just going to go over the card as it stands now. Charlotte and Trish Stratus have never wrestled before. Don't get used to that. Miz versus Ziggler has happened... Oh, actually, let me go from the top. Lesnar versus Rollins has happened four times. It'll be the fourth time. Yeah. Becky versus Natalia, it'll be the eighth time. Bailey versus Ember Moon, it'll be the first time. Congrats. Nobody really cares about that match, but still. Kofi um, versus... I have to, I have to stop ahead. you. Be uh, Brock and Seth have fought way more than four times, if you consider their feud back in... 2015 at Battleground. And then also consider WrestleMania and then the Royal Rumble. So you're talking about singles match, though, I assume. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm talking about singles matches, not when he, like, okay. cashed in and okay. other stuff. Gotcha. Uh, but, so they honestly, then that just makes my point well, more. They wrestled four or more times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Becky Natalia wrestled at least eight times. Kofi versus Orton, that's, that's happened at least nine times. Shane and Owens, that's happened once before. Uh, Baylor versus Wyatt, fourth time. Styles and Ricochet, fourth time. Miz versus Ziggler, 23rd time. What the fuck, WWE? So I really only have a problem, honestly, a problem with... Um, well, I had it with Brock and Seth, but but this past week on Raw kind of helped me. But yeah, I don't I don't want to see that match again. The second biggest um, show of the year should be filled with first-time matches. Sick, juicy first time yeah, matches. No, I'm not disagreeing that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But, you know, Becky and Natalia, they, they still haven't, I mean, I'm not excited for that to begin with, but they, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I've seen them. And Kofi and Orton, I'm very, did you see the, the video package with Orton and Kofi? Yeah. 
I liked it a lot. I love this feud. I continue to like this feud, and I'm excited for this match. That makes one I really us. am. That makes one of us. Um, uh, they're, Miz really, and Ziggler, they're trying to make it intriguing, but it's just not where I just see it's like I it's think like it was Becky intriguing versus, from the start. It's like Becky versus Natalia to me. I just see right through it. It's just it's Kofi versus Orton. That's that's what it is. The the same, you know, Kofi and Orton that have wrestled before and re, you know, wrestle matches nobody's cared about before. That's the match that I see. Yeah, but even with weren't you weren't you the one saying if they bring up if they frame it in the right way it could be sick and then they did it that no, way. No, I was the one saying that I I don't even care about the stupid thing. Like that's uh, that's uh, something that I don't know the nature of like people knowing the behind the scenes stuff like that. It doesn't even really make sense to bring that up. Well, you know the, the thing was that Orton was really mad at Kofi in real life, and like that's the only thing that they're trying they're trying to use to make this appealing, but. That doesn't make it appealing to me. You know what I mean? That just makes Orton a dickhead for doing that back then. It makes WWE weird for trying to exploit that and make money off it now. In my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I like the story that they're telling. Oh no, yeah, I know. I know. Um, I, yeah. Go ahead. Miz, Miz and Ziggler, there's no excuse for. It. That's just insane. I don't know why Ziggler's even around still or what. He's another one who they probably extended his contract and need to find something for him to do like contractually and this is what we're getting yeah but why this Honestly. why this why not there's so many other you know Ziggler versus I don't Ali. mean I don't really care about him in general anymore though that's my problem no I don't either but I mean if you're if you're gonna do it for the reason you said Ziggler versus Ali you know Ziggler versus Aleister Black just a, a, a match that is intriguing because it's two guys that have never interacted before I mean there's definitely matches you could put Ziggler in that I would be intrigued by and this is not mm, one. Yeah. No, it certainly is not. Yeah. Uh, what? So what the fuck are they... What, like, seriously, reading this card to me, it seems like they're trying to put all the pressure on these on these superstars to, like, blow us out of the water, blow us out of the water with, you know, just the wrestling matches. It seems like they're making... Purposely trying to make the most unintriguing possible SummerSlam card and so that, to the point where it's going to have to over-deliver to even be considered decent. I mean, I'm... I agree. I wish there was more novelty in the matches. I think Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt uh, or The Fiend has that element to it. Um, but yeah, I think you could have probably found other things for him to do too, especially since Finn's not the demon in this one either. We don't know that for sure. I think he's going to be the demon. Uh, I really don't because... Well, I think Bray is trying to get him on a off. losing streak so that he's going to, by SummerSlam, he's going to uh, you know, say, oh, I have to do the demon and then uh, why it's going to beat him, and then that'll be a reason for him to disappear because the demon hasn't lost before, and that, and then afterwards, why it can say, you know, why did you think I was, why did you think I, I made sure you kept losing? That's exactly what I wanted, and you walked right into my trap. Personally, um, yeah, I guess that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll do like you said, and then Finn, and then they do the demon versus the fiend at the next pay per view, and then he goes away. I don't know. Um, what else happened on SummerSlam? I mean, on... on SummerSlam didn't happen yet. On SmackDown. <laughs> on um, SlamDown. Uh, no... Well, there was no women's tag team anything again, which is just a fucking shame. Wait, what Really you, sick. Oh, that's right. Well, that whole thing happened, which, by the way, Mandy spoke of in an interview. She was like, yeah, I honestly just fucked up. So I admire that she admitted it. Um, Do you think they I mean, just... she obviously had to admit it. <laughs> well, didn't There's they? To deny. Didn't they say? Isn't you were talking about a promo 
that announced a match that just didn't happen. Right. They talked about a promo that announced the match that Sonny Deville thought was a match, where the the promo they were announcing the match was the match to get the match. So is the story that Has there never that. was a match, or did they? Do you think that they? Oh no, no there's no the- story. They just didn't care about talking about it. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, I'm not uh, happy about that, dude. Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. Gee, there's a match that would be better at SummerSlam than. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Sorry. No problem. Uh, but there's a match that would be better for Kevin Owens, or just better for us to watch at SummerSlam instead of Shane McMahon. This is another one. If it was an I Quit match, I would care about this so much more. I cannot get over that this is not an I Quit match. I really can't. It's, it's, gonna, it's, it's beyond to me. I think it's going to... Oh, no. You know what? I was going to say, I think they're going to... Because, like we were saying last week, because of that I quit talk. But then again, Kevin Owens does the stunner. So, like, you know, you can't... I, well, I guess... I don't know. I guess he could do the stunner and then put Shane... I quit implies, like, not a submission, but... Like, you're going to put him in a situation, you know, you're going to, like, jump off something high. And then he says, I yes. quit, so you don't do it kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, that'll probably... I mean, that'll probably happen. I hope so. I would think so. And then he does the move anyway, just to complete the thought. I mean, I really hope so. But what do you think about the decision to do Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens on SmackDown in the lead-up to what will definitely be a worse match? I think you threw... Oh, my God. How phenomenal was that match? It was great, but you just threw a first-time match out the window to to try to build up a lesser good match. No, I agree, and it's a shame because I was really enjoyable. I was like, not that I'm surprised, but I really enjoyed that match. Of course. Look at the two of them. No, yeah, I thought the same thing. You could have had Drew just be Shane's lackey and you know Drew has to fight for Shane or Shane is faking no, faking an illness Drew it should have been something. Drew, it should have been Drew versus no it should have been Kevin Owens versus Shane at SummerSlam and they they're feuding the whole time and then at the last minute Shane says oh I'm sorry did you think it was you were going to be fighting me and then this way you put Shane in like a manager role to Drew McIntyre which he also still doesn't need but he should never Drew McIntyre should not be fucking Shane's lackey or anyone's lackey at this point no, absolutely not. I don't know. I I would I would like that for sure better, obviously. But I mean, uh, and then what do you think about AJ Styles losing in the main event of SmackDown? I mean, were you surprised? Like, I I was. I mean, I kind of thought it would be a no contest. Yeah, I was actually surprised to be honest. Yeah, it's I was. The U.S. champion versus the WWE champion. Like, there's. A pecking order, like the, the WWE champion has to beat the US champion. We know they're not going to wrestle each other at SummerSlam, so with that being said, AJ has to get beat, otherwise he'll kind of be owed a shot against Kofi. That's how I that's what I thought. I thought it was obvious Kofi was gonna win. No, I don't think he's owed a shot if he's in a feud and there's just a no contest where n- neither of them really have the upper hand. I just thought the club and New Day would get involved and it would kind of be take the it would take the the, the emphasis off of the singles match and onto like them feuding. Yeah. Especially since that didn't actually end the show, so it wouldn't have mattered even more. Oh, God. The Roman thing ended the show. That is especially weird. That could, that should have just happened halfway through, given how it wound up. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, yes. What about the... Did you notice the direction during this, this match? Like, the way they... There was stuff going on on the outside that the commentators were reacting to, but we weren't seeing. And clearly, like, the stuff on the outside was kind of happening in syncopation with the stuff that Kofi and AJ were doing. Did you notice that at all? Mm, I, I, can you be a little more specific? 
Yeah, right at in the finishing sequence, uh, Kofi, AJ uh, elbows Kofi, and he's setting up for the phenomenal forearm. And then outside, one or two moves happen, and the crowd was reacting to him, and commentary was like, oh, oh, but the camera was just on AJ and Kofi. And then... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck was up with that? The direction of the show. No, yes, I, I totally know what you're talking about. Like the yes. they just the producers have to talk with the talent so that because the talent obviously were doing something there and the just the people presenting the show just didn't know to catch it all. Um, definitely poor directing or whatever you can whatever call that, is, or lack yeah. or lack of directing actually P- production maybe. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else to talk about? I felt like there was more. Um, but... no. Um, man, SummerSlam. I should have. I'm just gonna next week. I'm gonna make a like a wishful Liam's wishful SummerSlam. Maybe we can talk about that if we have extra time or something. If you want to, you're obviously also welcome to make Jimmy's wishful SummerSlam, and we'll talk about them and how they're both undoubtedly gonna be better than SummerSlam would be. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us for wishful booking. You can uh, follow me on Twitter and interact at me up to eleven. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Morecraft. You can like us on Facebook and Twitter at Wishful Booking. Email in to wishfulbooking at gmail.com. Let us know, you know, what you would do to send us your Wishful SummerSlam, actually. And we'll read it on the show next week. Uh, rate, review, share, subscribe, like, all the stuff. And we'll talk to you guys next time. So long, folks. Wow.